0: Welcome in, everybody. Thank you for closing out your week with us. This is Fantasy MLB Today, and I am your host, Joe Orico. You guys can find me on Twitter at Joe Orico 99 That's at J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O 99. And you guys can also go ahead and follow the Ethos Fantasy BB account, which is where this show is posted out from every day. And we hope as we grow here to have more fantasy content on that end as well. Uh, If you follow me on Twitter, on my personal account, you'll see my list every day of the most added players, as well as other uh, fantasy tidbits throughout the day. And as the season goes on, I will hope to uh, just keep that up more and more. Uh, As time frees up in the summer, I'm going to try and spend a lot of time on Twitter, so I'll be able to answer your questions throughout the day. And I'll also be able to just keep you guys informed on waiver wire stuff. Um, buy low and sell high candidates, things of that nature, anything fantasy related. We'll try and get through either on Twitter or on the show, but you want to be following on Twitter for updates, such as like when the show is posted uh, things of that nature. I say things of that nature quite okay. a bit. I need to tone that down a little bit. One of my, uh, one of my fallback phrases there for sure. If you're listening to this right now, I'd uh, really appreciate you guys dropping a five-star review on the show at the bottom of your podcasting page or on Spotify Uh, either or really helps us it really helps the show to be seen more and improves the rating Uh, and it it really helps us out here so uh, go ahead and do that if you can it'll just take you a few seconds Uh, and it really really helps us here if you guys are sports ethos fans if you guys are fans of me so far if you like the show uh, it'll really help us to be seen by more people so i really appreciate that let's uh, not waste too much time here Busy slate to go with for today's games and a fairly busy one yesterday. So if for those of you who are new, we'll touch on the shows, uh, the games from yesterday. We'll look at the games today and we'll talk about some of the more added and dropped players. And we'll talk about uh, DFS, which we've actually been really, really successful on so far this season. Uh, For now, we'll start with uh, game recaps from yesterday and we'll start with the Athletics and the Rays. Uh, Cole Irvin and Josh Fleming were the starters in that game. Cole Irvin... Had actually a really nice game, six and a third, five hits, three earned runs, only struck out two, but he's going up against a fairly good Tampa team. They haven't looked very good so far this year, but uh, still a prolific offense there. He had a very good outing. He's not someone I was targeting yesterday because it was a bit of a risky uh, risky scenario. So if you did add him, it paid off. I was more often than not going to be staying away from him there. I was a little bit more interested in Josh Fleming going in, and he did not have the greatest of starts three and a thirds, seven hits, five runs. Only three of them were earned. There was uh, an error committed on the Tampa side there. He did strike out six, so if you just look at the earned runs, three earned runs, uh, six strikeouts, not bad, but if you start to dig a little bit deeper, it was not a great outing for him. So if you did grab him for yesterday, I would just return him to the waiver wire, Josh Fleming. He's someone I think is interesting this year. But I don't think he's someone who you're going to be able to roster uh, in a lot of leagues going forward, outside of your deeper formats. There's some people I've talked to who are in really, really deep formats, uh, as many as, like, 20 teams and more. Uh, and once you get past 20 teams, I think it's kind of hard to really... Um, you, you still have fun with it, right? It's just a huge waiver-wire game at that point, as opposed to uh, who you draft. still fun. Uh, I just I prefer my typical... Favorite is 12-team leagues. Uh, I also do enjoy 10, 14-team leagues. But uh, a couple people I was talking to who are in really deep leagues, really it's just a matter of waiver wire pickups at that point. That's what it comes down to. So most people don't spend as much time on this as I do. I know I'm definitely uh, in probably the top 1% or 2% of people who, in terms of the time dedicated to this. So most of you guys don't spend... Hours and hours looking at stuff and seeing who you're going to pick up off the waivers. You just maybe, you know, set your lineups at the beginning of the week, make an ad or two. I know a lot of people don't take this as seriously as I take it. And that's where uh, a bit of a shallower league is probably better. Uh, In the larger leagues, you have to focus a lot more on the waiver wire. Uh, Rant over, let's move on to the next game, which was the Mariners and the White Sox. Another great outing from Logan Gilbert. Five innings, only four hits allowed. He gave up a run, but it was unearned, and he struck out four. Uh, early season returns are really good for Logan Gilbert. He's someone I thought would definitely do better than he did last year. I didn't expect him to be this good, though. He, uh, he's been really good in his first couple outings. If he's still on waiver wires, which I doubt, then you guys want to go ahead and add. Uh, his counterpart, Jimmy Lambert, was someone we were staying away from yesterday, and he only pitched three innings. Two hits, two earned runs, uh, one strikeout. Not horrible, but not something that we're going to be interested in here. Now, on the batting side, we did have uh, Jared Kalanick home run, which is really nice to see. He's been dropped in a lot of leagues, and understandably, he is kind of hard to roster. Now, if he does start to figure it out, then that power-speed combo, definitely someone who is interesting. Uh, Obviously, in dynasty leagues, he's a very high-ranked player. I'm not so sure, uh, so sure about him this year in redraft leagues. We're gonna have to just wait and see because what he's shown us up to this point this year and last year is that he's not ready yet. And if you're not ready for regular baseball, you're certainly not going to be a fantasy baseball asset there. So I, I like I like Kellenick. I like his outlook, uh, and I think he has a. Very bright future once he eventually figures it out at the major league level. That power-speed combo is really rare, and I really I really like him. I'm just not sure for this season he's going to be much of an asset to you. Uh, not much going on on the White Sox side here. They were held in check by Gilbert, so uh, definitely go grab Gilbert. He's rostered in most leagues, but if he's not, if you happen to be in a league where he's not, I would go and grab him. The Brewers and the Cardinals was the next game, and it was definitely nice to see Brandon Woodruff return to form. Five innings, only three hits allowed. Now, he only struck out two. The strikeout numbers are down this year. Uh, something definitely to keep an eye on. A bit concerning, but definitely uh, great to see him return to more of the Brandon Woodruff that we know and love. Adam uh, Wainwright, not great. Not great. Four and a third, eight hits, four earned runs. He did strike out seven. The strikeout numbers have been pretty okay this year. Uh, and He's still someone I'm going to be holding, but not a great outing here for sure. Uh, not what you would have wanted, but at the same time, uh, we're going to hold Wayne, right? We're not going to drop him because we know what he's capable of, right? So uh, that's pretty much it from that game. Not much to go over there. Um, on the batting side, there was, yeah, Omar Narvaez went yard, but other than that, there's not too much to really talk about. Tommy Edmund on the Cardinals side went yard. And one thing I'll say quickly about Tommy Edmond, I'm not really sure why he's batting ninth. Uh. I think if they switched him and Dylan Carlson around, maybe had Carlson batting in somewhere in the seven-8 area it makes sense. but Tommy Edmond should not be batting ninth. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Nationals and the Pirates. It was a 9-4 victory for the Pirates and Adone, that we couldn't figure out how to pronounce his name yesterday, and it turns out we didn't really need to because four and two thirds, uh, six runs, all of them earned. Three walks, two homers, Uh, you guys would have done well to stay away from him yesterday as advised. On the Pittsburgh side, JT Brubaker, four and a third, five hits, four earned runs, struck out five, and walked four. Also not very interesting there, and we did tell you guys yesterday on the show to stay away from both of them. So I hope you guys did, I hope you took my advice there. The next game we'll talk about is Phillies and Marlins, and I was looking forward to this one quite a bit in terms of the pitching matchup. It didn't quite live up to the hype. Kyle Gibson, four and two-thirds. He threw five innings, four earned runs, struck out six, and walked three. I'm still holding Kyle Gibson. Uh, not, not the greatest of outings, but he's someone who you should still be holding on to, and we'll see going forward uh, if he can be closer to the first start or the start. I did say yesterday that he's probably you've probably seen the best start he's going to have all year. Uh, that opening day start, I don't expect him to replicate that uh, very much. Now... There is a chance uh, he can fall somewhere in the middle there, and he can have some kind of value. I don't I don't love him as a fantasy option, but he's definitely someone who should be rostered right now. Uh, Sandy Alcantara had a better game. Six and a third, seven hits, two earned runs, and five strikeouts. Obviously someone that you're going to... I'm thinking he's probably like your top two or... three In your top two pitchers, you have probably top two or three, depending on how deep you went. And if he gives you outings like this, then you'll be totally happy going forward. Got the win as well. Um, Kyle Gibson, I'm a little bit more worried about. I'd still hold on to him. Hold on to both of those guys, obviously. Gibson, I'm a little bit more worried about. Um, But the bottom line is you need to see a little bit more before we make uh, decisions on him. Let's move on. We spent a little bit too much time there. Rangers and the Angels is the next game we will go over. Shohei Otani did not have a great game. Three and two thirds, six hits against six runs, all of them earned. Five strikeouts, uh, two walks. Not great for Otani by any means. And his counterpart, Dane Dunning, was better than Otani was, but still not fantastic. Three and two thirds, six hits. He did strike out seven and he let in, uh, he had two earned runs come in on him. So not a bad outing. 86 pitches over three and two-thirds. He got up a little bit. That's why he didn't make it too far. We had a Corey Seager home run and a Jonah Heim Grand Slam. And on the Angels side, Mike Trout went yard, which was good to see. Uh, an absolute bomb. Uh, I think it was 470 feet. And Max Stassi as well. He also hit a home run. So uh, Angels are about the Angels this year so far, about what we've expected. It'd be nice to see them figure it out and get Otani and Trout into the playoffs, but who knows if we'll ever see that really actually happen. Okay, let's keep moving along here. Uh, Pir- uh, Padres and the Braves. Uh, Charlie Morton, not a great outing. Five innings, nine hits, five earned runs, uh, struck out five and walked three. Not ideal for for Charlie there. Joe Musgrove on the other side was fantastic. Six and two thirds, only gave up four hits no runs, and struck out six guys. Really great game there. Manny Machado had one of the better fantasy games we're going to see possibly all year. Five for six with a home run, uh, scored four times, drove in two, and also stole two bases. So whether you're in a points or category league, Machado was massive for you yesterday for sure. And CJ Abrams also hit his first career home run. Now he's in standard leagues. Probably, uh, he's going to be a stash if you have him in standard leagues. He's going to be someone you're probably not playing very much, and he's just going to be on your bench. Deeper leagues, I would have him uh, in a standard league. It might be hard, especially with the platoon. Uh, Him and Kim going back and forth there, it might be a little bit hard to roster him going forward. Someone that I still like, but uh, in standard leagues, it's going to be a little bit hard to find a space for him, especially at a crowded shortstop position. So something to keep in mind for sure. Let's move on to the Tigers and the Royals. Casey Mize was pretty good over five innings. He gave up six hits, uh, struck out two, walked two, and two earned runs. Not bad, not great. Uh, I'm probably just going to be leaving him on the waiver wire. Uh, I wasn't against a fantastic team here in the Royals. So uh, not too noteworthy there. Zach Grinke on the other side, five and a third, five hits, two runs, both of them earned, which is pretty fine for Zach Grinke. Now, zero strikeouts is a little tough to look at there. But I like Grinke. Uh I would hold him for now and see what kind of value he holds going forward. Because he's another guy who's a little bit of a wild card. Doesn't throw very hard, but he can still be really successful. So he's someone I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Uh, Cubs and the Rockies here. We had talked about Justin Steele being not a bad option. Now, the Coors field factor was definitely not uh, appealing too much today. But he went four and a third, five hits, two earned runs, struck up four and walked two. He was fine. He wasn't great he's probably someone who's just gonna be <clears throat> excuse me he's probably someone who's just going to be on waiver wires at this point in the season Kyle Freeland you don't have to worry about him for fantasy five and a third nine hits five earned runs walk two not somebody who's gonna be a terribly high roster percentage and not someone who should be last game of the night was the Reds and the Dodgers and we had Luis Sesa only make it through one inning five hits three earned runs uh, not very good. Now, the silver lining for Cincinnati is that Raver Saint-Martin came in through five innings, only gave up two hits and no runs, struck out two. About as good as they could have hoped for coming in there after a terrible first inning for SESA. So, something to keep an eye on. Uh, Saint-Martin, I believe, did start a game earlier this year. Uh, Yeah, he started against the Braves. And he did not have a particularly great outing, but he had a really good outing here against the Dodgers. So something to keep in mind going forward that, you know, he produced against probably the best team in baseball. So something to file away for later. On the Dodgers side, Walker Buehler was really good uh, early on. He did give up a couple of runs before exiting, but five and two thirds, five hits, uh, two earned, four strikeouts, and three walks. Not ideal from Walker Buehler, especially he's, he's the ace of your team, most likely on your fantasy team. You'd expect a bit better But it has been a common theme in the early going here that we have to give guys a little bit more time than we usually would. So I'd give him uh, a little bit more time to try and correct uh, whatever's going on. Not that he's been bad or anything, but he's not been what you would expect uh, from probably a second-round pick. So, again, not bad, uh, but from someone who you probably took like 17th, 15th overall in that kind of range – Not returning what you would have hoped for at this point. That will cover the games from yesterday. Let's move into today's games. Oh, I didn't talk about the Jays game, actually. The Jays and the Yankees. Luis Severino was fantastic. Uh, If he can do this all year for the Yankees, then as a Jays fan, I'm a little bit worried. Five innings, he only gave up two hits. Struck out six and walked two. And, you know, Kevin Gosman on the Blue Jays side was very good as well. Five and two thirds, he gave up six hits, uh, only two earned runs, and he struck out nine. So both of these guys, very promising starts. And, you know, especially for Severino, if he can continue this going forward, then he was a huge steal for you guys on draft day. I'm a little iffy on him, uh, just based on the injury history, if he can continue. But we'll see. Uh, Going forward, right now, he should obviously be rostered. Let's take a look at today's games. We have the Diamondbacks and the Mets starting off uh, 1 o'clock p.m. one ten p.m. Eastern time. We have Zach Davies and Chris Bassett. Now Bassett, I think is a fantastic play here. Uh, If you're doing a DFS lineup in the afternoon here, Bassett would be a great guy to go with. Season long or or daily, I really like Bassett here. The Diamondbacks I saw on Twitter, I think they're batting 130 or something to start the year 140. So they're going to be a massive target of mine, uh, especially at this point, but going forward as well. Bassett is a great guy to deploy today. Zach Davies, I would be cautious with. Uh, Probably won't be terrible, but I'm not expecting great things, so I wouldn't use a streaming spot on him there. The Twins and the Red Sox are the other afternoon game, and then it's mostly evening games tonight. We have Joe Ryan and Nick Pavetta, a fairly decent pitching matchup. Neither one of them uh, is terribly interesting to me. Maybe a little bit more so uh, Joe Ryan, but neither one of these guys I don't think is worth uh, an ad at the moment. Yeah, only two games in the afternoon today, and then everything else, uh, all the other, I think, 13. I think we have every team in action today, and two games are in the afternoon, and the other 13 are at night. So uh, not a lot of spacing out uh, available there. If you like to flip it around between a lot of games, I guess that's good. But I'm someone who would rather watch a game from 1 to 3, or 1 to 3.30, and then another game at 4. And then, you know, just one game after another, as opposed to having everything on at once. It's kind of hard to keep track of everything. Uh, Especially here on the fantasy side, it can get a little confusing. But it's okay. We're heading into the weekend. uh, So not as much stress over the weekend. We can focus a little bit more on uh, just watching games. Let's move on. Nationals and the Pirates. Not a great pitching matchup. Eric Fetty and Mitch Keller. I'm staying away here. Not very attractive to me. (sighs) Same thing as... I mean, neither of these guys have really any viable arms that I'm going to be confident in going forward. So uh, that'll be a common theme when discussing the Nationals and the Pirates. The Phillies and the Marlins uh, have a very good pitching matchup here. Pablo Lopez and Zach Eflin. I feel comfortable deploying both of them today. Eflin's a decent stream uh, against a not a great Marlins team. And Lopez is someone who's more than likely going to be rostered already, and I would feel comfortable using him today. Let's move on to the Yankees and the Orioles. We have Jordan Montgomery and Jordan Lyles. I feel comfortable using Montgomery here, uh, not so much with Lyles. Montgomery should have uh, should be a viable play in both daily leagues and uh, and season long. Should be a must start guy today. Lyles, uh, not a great track record, and going up against the tough Yankee lineup, so we're going to be leaving him on wires. The Giants and the Guardians is the next game and a really good pitching matchup here as well. Carlos Rodon and Zach Plezak, both of these guys I'd feel comfortable with. More comfortable with Rodon, but I think both of them uh, have potential to have a really good game here. Interesting to see if Rodon can keep those crazy high strikeout numbers up from the first game where he struck out 12 over 5 innings. So we'll see if he can keep up uh, something similar there. The Rays and the White Sox is the next game we will get into. Drew Rasmussen and Dylan Cease are the starters now. Dylan Cease, I would feel comfortable using here, um, while also acknowledging that the Rays, are, the Rays are still a good team. I mean, they haven't been great this year, but it's something um, we have to just remember that they don't always look so great, especially on paper. The Rays don't usually look very great, and then they turn out to be a ninety-five. 95- win team between a 90 and 100 win team when you wouldn't expect them to have done anything near that so um i'm deploying cease today uh definitely if you need strikeouts um to, as we're getting into the close-up of the week here uh, people were looking for strikeouts so he'll be someone who you, you have to deploy despite it being against a good team here drew rasmussen i don't think you have to use i think he's an okay option um the White Sox have been kind of hit or miss so far in terms of their production, so uh, I would I would use Rasmussen, but I would be cautious and I wouldn't um, wouldn't be my first move. But I think you'd be fairly safe to use him today. Um, not too many more games. We have the Angels and the Rangers. Reed Detmers and Matt Bush. Uh, neither of these guys interest me today. Staying away. It's just not worth an ad, especially at this point of the week. You probably only have an ad or two left. You need to really save it for the weekend if you can. Um, And those just aren't the guys, right? There's not very many guys I would advise using waiver pickups on today. There's one or two, but definitely not those guys. Uh, The next game is Tariq Skubal and Brad Keller. um, Pitching for the Royals and the Tigers, um, respectively, although I reversed the order there. Skubal for the Tigers, Keller for the Royals. I like Keller here. Uh, he had a really good first game of the season, albeit against Cleveland, but we'll see what he can do here. Tariq Skoobel, I'm not interested in really at all this year. Um, his roster percentage is fairly high, but I don't think he's going to be someone worth using. He might do okay here because Kansas City's not a great team, but I would expect uh, Keller to definitely outperform him. That's just my my feeling going in here. We have the Cardinals and the Brewers next Miles, Mikolas, Mikolas, you guys know me, I can't pronounce names, against Freddie Peralta. Uh, Freddie Peralta, we're definitely hoping for better than he had in his first outing. As one of the better pitchers in the NL last year, you definitely hope for more than that. Mikolas, Mikolas, I'm really bad at names. I need to just watch a YouTube video on uh, tough baseball names to pronounce, maybe, or something like that. Uh, Sorry about that. I'm just not good with with that kind of thing. I know baseball. I don't know uh, technology, and I'm not great uh, with pronunciations. So, Miles is not someone I'm recommending today. I think he's okay, but he's not someone I would go out and use a move on. Uh, Just not high strikeout numbers. His ERA is not going to be terribly great. He's not someone I'm too, too interested in today. Let's move on to the Cubs and the Rockies. We have Marcus Stroman and Herman Marquez, who were both very good in their first starts of the year. And I'd probably feel safe using both of them here today. Uh, Marquez was really excellent against the Dodgers, which I don't think anybody was expecting, really. But, you, you know, you take it. Um, <laughs> Against the Cubs, you hope that he can do the same because he was so good against uh, a much superior team. The Cubs have been very good this year, but um, you know you have to kind of throw him out there today if you because he was so good against the Dodgers. It wouldn't make sense to not deploy him against the Cubs here. Both of these guys today are you throwing out there and you're hoping for the best. Probably going to expect a bit better from Marquez than Stroman. It's his own park. Uh, they're playing in Colorado. But I think they're both viable options today, for sure. They're both viable options, both in daily and season-long formats. Uh, The Braves and the Padres is the next game. Kyle Wright and Mackenzie Gore, both guys who have been added quite a bit today. Now, Mackenzie Gore, very highly anticipated prospect making his debut, I would add, but I would also be uh, just a little cautious. It's probably not going to be fantastic. I mean, it rarely is for guys making their debuts. Now, especially against the defending World Series champions, you have to kind of taper your expectations a little bit. I think he'll be good going forward, don't get me wrong. Uh, here, I would probably add and then determine what kind of categories you need to finish out your week here. If you're in a points league, then he might be able to give me some points as well. Uh, it's, not, it's not a set in stone there. I like him. I, I like him. Today, I'd be a little bit nervous, but I, I would go grab him. Go grab him, and even if you don't deploy him today, he's someone who throughout the year should be deployable. Kyle Wright, uh, I'm a little iffy on as well. He had a very good first outing of the year, not against a great team, so we have to remember that. Going up against a bit of a better team here in the Padres than uh, the Reds were. So I would probably go and add him and take the chance, but I would also keep expectations fairly low. Just a couple of more games to get through here. Uh, We have the Astros and the Mariners, Jake Odorizzi and Marco Gonzalez. Neither one of these guys I'm going to be uh, terribly interested in using today. Odorizzi I'd be a little more interested in, but neither one of them is going to have much value uh, today or going forward, I don't think. So I'm going to be staying away there. The last game of the night is the Reds and the Dodgers. Tony Gonsolin and Vladimir Gutierrez. I think Gonsolin is a safe bet, and I think he's someone that you can add and see where it takes you. Uh, I think today he'll have a good outing. And he might be someone that you can roster going forward. Maybe not in all leagues, but in some deeper leagues. And I think he'll provide value, right? Anybody who's going to be a starter in the Dodgers rotation has a decent chance at between 10 and 12 wins somewhere. And we know that he's capable of pitching uh, sub-3 ERA type baseball in that 3 ERA kind of range. So he's someone I would I would add, especially today, is a, not a great matchup against the Reds. Or, sorry, not a great uh, team against the Reds here. So he's someone I would feel comfortable in using today. Uh, his, his counterpart, Vladimir Gutierrez, I would not use uh, standard don't stream against the Dodgers logic. So that'll cover uh, yesterday and today's games. Let's now go take a look at some guys who are being added and dropped in the most leagues. Now, uh, just to, to circle back to the begin- from the beginning here, I do post a list every day of the most added players on Twitter. I don't list the most dropped players, but going forward, it might be something that I do. Um, so if you guys don't have time to watch the show one day and still need advice on who to pick up, who to drop, I usually go over the top 10 or so added players on Twitter, and I give you guys my advice on them. So I'll just kind of go over what I did on Twitter earlier today. Uh, Owen Miller is still being added in a lot of leagues, and he's someone that I like all right. Uh, if you want to ride the hot streak, go ahead, Sure. But uh, I I wouldn't expect this to go on throughout the season for him. It's just, you know, he's like the second-ranked player right now, and people are going to add him, obviously. Uh, A couple of home runs really added to that, and he's batting over five hundred right now. He's not going to be a big power guy, and the average will obviously come down. I don't really see him being uh, a must-roster guy. If you want to grab him right now while he's hot, by all means. Not somebody I'd get too attached to, and I would drop – It'll probably be next week when he cools down at some point. It might even be this weekend. So uh, keep your expectations fairly low. Uh, The next guy being added is Tanner Rainey. Uh, He seems to be the closer for the Nationals at this point. you got to grab him while that's the case in most leagues. Uh, But I'm a little bit wary that he can keep the job long term. I I just don't have a lot of faith. Uh, His career ERA is somewhere around 560. Not that it is a terribly large sample size, but he's not someone that I have a lot of faith in. On the other hand, while someone is getting save opportunities, you kind of have to grab them and then see, because as we said yesterday, and we've said many times here, saves are a fickle category. They go, guys who are getting saves on the wire typically get scooped up very quickly and you kind of have a couple of week window here to figure out who the closers are going to be. Obviously, it'll change a little bit as guys win the jobs and lose the jobs, get injured, get traded. But in the first couple weeks here, you can really return some good value on the waiver wire. And just uh, being active and being smart with who you pick up. And I think Rainey is worth a pickup at this point. He's not someone I think is going to hold long-term value. But I think you can hold on to him there. And I think he's not going to hurt you terribly. And if he does, then he'll probably lose the job. And then he'll be a quick drop. So I would pick him up for now and take the chance. Brad Keller we just talked about. He's a good stream for today. Uh, I like him against a, you know they're they're fine uh, they're fine team the tigers they're not they're not great yet so I, I like him as a streaming option for today. Uh, Mackenzie Gore we also just touched on really highly anticipated debut so he is an ad but he's also someone you got to remember it's not the greatest of matchups. If he gets rocked around if you pick him up and he gets rocked around a bit don't go dropping him then if you've used the ad on him then keep him. Um, you know, listening to some other people in the industry yesterday, they're talking and they're re- people are really high on Mackenzie Gore. So, and I, I'm pretty high on him. I'm not as high on him as some of the other guys who are, granted, a lot more versed in this than I am still. But I think that you have to add and be careful here and maybe think about not starting him. If you're in a close ERA matchup this week, he might be someone who's better left on the bench. Um, it, it's, a, it's a close call and it really depends on individual uh performances this week in terms of you need strikeouts, you need wins, you need blah, blah, blah. So really evaluate what you need throughout the rest of the week and see if he is going to be a guy to give you that. Uh, It's close, but I'm not totally sure uh, that I would make the move as of right now. I mean, I would make the move. I'm not totally sure I would start him as of right now. Sorry. Uh, Definitely add him, but be cautious about starting him. Uh, His counterpart is also being added quite a bit. Kyle Wright. I'm a little nervous about the stream here, but I think it's a probable, a probably a safe stream. So you can go ahead and add Kyle Wright. Um, again, makes me a little bit nervous. It's not a surefire thing. There are some things that are fairly surefire here, believe it or not. Uh, more so on the pitching side than the batting side. Now, obviously, sometimes you get screwed and you predict something and it doesn't work out, and that's happened to us here already. Uh, but I think Wright, we can f- safely say he's going to be all right. He's not going to be great, and I didn't mean that as a joke, right and all right. But uh, it turned out that way anyway. I like him. I'm I'm adding him, but uh, he does make me a little bit nervous. He's just, you know, another guy who's never really proved it uh, for the long term. He's been he's been okay, and he had a good first outing. So he that the first outing alone warrants an ad. I'm just a little nervous with the matchup here. At the end of the day, I'm probably going to add him, and I think I do have him in a points league. It's kind of kind of hard to keep track. I'm in so many leagues. I I, I would add and be cautious as the, um, as the bottom line. I'm a little nervous, but I would probably add. Uh, let's move on. Connor Joe, he's proved me wrong so far. I didn't think he'd really be able to keep this up. I thought after the first couple of games, he would fall off. And he's, you know, every game of the year, he's been fantasy-relevant. So he, he's someone you got to add for now. Um, when he falls off, if he falls off, then you just drop him again. But I think that he's someone who can hold value this year. Um, maybe not high-end value. And I know I've kind of changed my tune on him a little bit, but he's really just someone I'm not totally sure about. I'm not sure if he can hold it. For now, you kind of have to add him if he's still available. He's that hot. But uh, don't get too attached Uh Fairly common theme with me. Ad guys don't get too attached to them. I tend to get attached to my players. Um, you know, whether it's in fantasy or like the teams that play for my like hometown Toronto teams, I get really attached to guys. So even if my, you know, the Raptors or the Maple Leafs or the Blue Jays, they trade a role player. I find that I get really attached. So some people are like that. Some people aren't. Don't get too attached to certain guys. And Connor Joe, I think is one of them. Just be cautious about him. Uh, ad for now, for sure. But going forward, A little bit iffier. Uh, Brandon Nimmo is the next one we'll talk about. He's leading off for a really good offense. and He's done fairly well so far. So he is an add for now for me. Uh, Another guy, and you know, it's a common theme on the waiver wire. You add, and then you'll probably eventually have to send these guys back to waivers. Uh, It's not very often where you hit on a guy on the wire where you can hold him the rest of the year. It does happen. It'll probably happen, you know, once or twice uh, for any given player in a year. You'll add a guy and... I mean, in this range, anyway. Later, the later on you go, the more likely a guy will stay on your roster. But if you're adding a guy in the first month of the year, there might it's like one or two guys. Maybe you'll add that'll stay on your team. Nimo, I think, can be one of those guys. He bats at the top of a really good lineup. Uh, he will have chances to score a lot of runs. The RBIs might not be really there, but he scored. Uh, he's sorry. He's hit a home run in the last couple of games. Uh, each of the last couple of games. So he's someone I'm adding for now. Um, again, it's a it's Kind of a common theme on the wire here. Don't get too attached. Be prepared to drop if uh, he falls off a cliff. But for now, he should be added. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is the next guy being added. Really good streaming option for today against a uh, piss-poor Orioles team. So he's someone uh, I think would be really interesting. Jesus Lazardo is still very available. He's only rostered, I think, about 60% of leagues. So he's someone, if he is still available, I'm not really sure why, but you guys should go and add him for sure. Uh, 62% rostered he is. And Zach Eflin is the last guy we'll talk about here on the ad side. Another fairly good stream for today. I like him against uh, not a bad Marlins team, but I think it's a fairly safe stream for you guys there. Uh, Let's talk about some of the more dropped players uh, over the last day or so. Number one is Kyle Gibson. I'm not dropping Kyle Gibson yet. I know it wasn't a great outing, but I'm going to hold on and I'm going to see what he can bring me throughout the year. We talked about him a little bit earlier I'm hoping he can be somewhere between that seven shutout inning guy and the whatever it was yesterday, four innings of four run ball or whatever. So I'm hoping he can settle in somewhere in the middle. And you know, right now his ERA between those two starts is 309. I think that's definitely not going to be quite that good, but if he can be around where he was last year in the 370 range and win 10 games, he's going to be someone who holds value there. Um, The next guy being dropped, Tony Santillan. Now he was, pretty rough yesterday uh he pitched a third of an inning gave up i think three runs against the dodgers so and you know people i don't really get such a knee-jerk reaction there i understand it he's i don't think he's going to be the closer it's it's hard to say with him uh the reds you don't really know what they're going to do it's really a wild card team um especially for this year they have such they've blown up their whole roster so he could be the closer going forward. I don't think he will be. I understand him being dropped. If you have him, I might just hold on for now, uh, and just and just wait it out. If you added him already, because you didn't draft him, right? If you if he's on your team, you most likely use the roster spot. I would just hold on for now and see um, a couple more games. See what ha- see what shakes out over there. Josh Fleming also being dropped quite a bit. And yeah, I understand it. He's someone that you guys can send back to the waiver wire. Low strikeout guy. Uh, he might be able to win you some games, but uh, not going to be worth rostering. Zach Greinke getting dropped quite a bit. I don't understand it. I would definitely hold on to Greinke. I like him. Uh, low strikeouts sh- for sure. But uh, the ERA has been really good so far. The ERA, he's, kept, um, he's kept the ERA down. He has so far kept guys off base for the most part. He's been dropped in a lot of leagues. I don't really agree with that. I would keep him. Justin Steele being dropped. Uh, he was more just a streamer for yesterday if you were a little bit desperate. So, yeah, you guys can go drop him. Casey Mize is also being dropped quite a bit. You know, uh, I would probably have just held on to him. He was okay yesterday. If you're going to drop him maybe after the first start of the year. Yesterday, he was pretty good. So, I'm going to be holding on to him. Uh, Nick Ladolo Nick is also being dropped quite a bit. You know, I feel like he's someone who needs a few starts to get figured out. So, in shallower leagues, yeah, go ahead and drop him. He's someone I'm probably going to be holding on to for now, though. Uh, Patrick Wisdom is someone who's also being dropped, and he's someone who's a little bit iffier because he kind of came out of nowhere last year and was really good. But this year, you know, he's bat- he had been he's batted everywhere from third through ninth in the Cubs order here in the first week, and he's one for twenty-one. So I I understand dropping him there, especially in shallower leagues. Uh, you know, you- with the- when you're that bad, you're obviously gonna you're gonna turn it around to some degree. And, you know, I say uh, he's safe to drop. He'll probably hit, like, three home runs today. It's Still, uh, I- I'll stand by it. I think he's someone you can drop fairly safely. Um, that So that'll pretty much uh, cover the ads and the drops. Let's do a little bit on Daily Fantasy today. Now, yesterday, we had another really good lineup. Now, one thing is I suggested Matt Chapman at third. Matt Chapman did not start the game yesterday, so I had to pivot, and that a pivot is something where or someone who is similarly priced, usually the same price or maybe a buck or two lower, who's playing in the same time period, who you can pivot to, or you can just you know substitute, in other words, into your lineup in case the original guy you had there ends up sitting or not playing for whatever reason. So uh, I had. Manny Machado as my pivot there for third base. It was the same price as Matt Chapman for yesterday. They're both $15 fantasy plays. And Manny Machado was the best fantasy performer of the day yesterday. So we lucked in a little bit there. Uh, If Chapman had started, then I wouldn't have had Machado in the lineup. So we got a little bit lucky. And, you know, that is a huge part of this. Sometimes you just need to get lucky. Manny went five for six. We talked about it earlier. Four base hits and a home run. Four runs scored, two RBIs, and two steals. An ideal fantasy game. So he was a big reason why we were able to return value yesterday. We scored 120 points. Six times in eight days, we're scoring over 100 points. So we're giving you good lines here uh, pretty much every day. Obviously, no one's going to hit 100% of the time because that's just the nature of the beast. You can't possibly do this and hit on every single pick. It's just impossible. Let's go over yesterday's lineup briefly. I had Zach Grinke as my first starter. And, you know, if he had been able to strike out a few more guys, it would have been, uh, if he was able to strike out anybody, it would have been a better fantasy line than it was for sure. Only 5.7 points. And he went five and a third, two-run ball. Usually that's going to be a fairly decent fantasy line. Uh, Pretty much the same thing that Walker Bueller did, except he struck out four guys. You know, very similar lines. Bueller had 13.8 points, and uh, Grinke had 5.7. So, not the greatest of days for pitchers for sure. Uh, I tend to like to get at least about 20 points each for my pitchers. That's tends to be a, a good baseline and obviously even higher is better, but that is about where you want to be. So a little bit disappointing from these guys. Um, we still had a good day, but, and they weren't bad. You know, we've had some bad days. Uh, Huascar, you know, I really, really screwed us last week with like a negative one or negative two or something like that on the daily side. And it happens. Um, so we'll take these and we'll move on. We're not thrilled with it, but we'll we'll take it. Uh, I had Alejandro Kirk as my catcher. He was two for three, a couple of base hits and a walk. Spencer Torkelson I had it first. He had a run, an RBI, a walk, and he was hit by a pitch. So, yeah, we'll take that there. No problem. Uh, Marcus Simeon is who I had at second. And in the first inning, he actually hit a ball. Uh, I was watching a little bit of this game. He hit a ball down the right field line that was dropped by the outfielder. Uh, you know, it's 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 fair that they called it an error. I thought it might have gone as a base hit just because it was a bit of a tricky play. If they had scored it as a double there, then uh, Simeon's line just gets a little bit better. But as it stands, one for five with a base hit and a run, not ideal. And, you know, if you drafted him, you probably took him in the first couple rounds. He's really not returned great value this year. He's batting 111. So, uh, you know, are you worried? Maybe not terribly worried. I'm not terribly thrilled at this point uh, if I drafted Simeon, but... I think he'll probably figure it out. Uh, we had Machado there at third, and he was our player of the day there for sure yesterday. Alberto Mondesi I went with again at short, and you know he actually had a good game yesterday. He had a run, he walked, and he stole two bases. So someone who is definitely worth holding there uh, in a daily league, not holding in a daily league, deploying in a daily league, uh, because of that speed potential, the steals really saved the line there. Uh, we had Mike Trout in the outfield and he went yard yesterday and he also drew a walk. So 16.8 points from him. Very serviceable number there. Adam Duvall we had in uh, the other outfield slot or in one of the other outfield slots. And he was our lowest performer of the day. We did not have any zeros today in the lineup, which is nice to see. Duvall was our lowest score with uh, just one base hit. 2.6 fantasy points. Not great, but, you know, what are you going to do about it? Seiya Suzuki was the final guy we had there, one for four. He had a double and an RBI. So uh, a very productive line there, 120 points. We're six for eight and scoring over 100 this year. I think that's pretty damn good. You guys let me know what you think. If you guys let me know if you're using these lineups uh, because they've been very good so far. And if you had been using them every day of the year, you would have been winning money. So something to keep in, keep in mind there. Uh, I have been fairly successful this year to this point. Let's talk about today's lineup a little bit here. Carlos Rodon and Brad Keller are my two starters I'll be deploying on the daily side here. 46 and 32, respectively, in terms of price. I like it. Um, uh, Rodon's a little expensive at 46, but he was actually more expensive last time, and he was fantastic. So I don't think it makes a lot of sense, but sure, we'll take it. Uh, Keller is going up against a poor team, and he had a lot of value in his first outing. Which is actually why he's 32 bucks. He was only 28 his first time around. Uh, but I like him here against the poor Detroit team. Uh, in terms of the position players, we have Tyler Stevenson behind the plate here for 12 bucks. I have Jose Abreu at first for 16. And then I have a little mini Kansas City stack here of Nicky Lopez and Bobby Witt in my second and third base slots. Jeremy Peña I have at short. Lourdes Guriel in the first outfield slot, followed by Luis Robert and Kyle Tucker. Feeling really confident in this lineup here tonight. I put a lot of time into these picks. I look at a lot of different projections. I look at a lot of different factors. So if you use them, you're typically going to be successful. Uh, if not, that's fine. I hope you guys have listened to this point in the show. Uh, I understand that those of you who don't play the Daily Side may have tuned out by now or may have skipped ahead. That's totally fine. Um, I go through DFS because I really like it. I've had some people on Twitter ask me about it. So I, I'm going to continue with the segment. I really enjoy doing it. And we've been successful so far. So for those of you who are using our lineups, who are taking our advice, you guys have probably made a little bit of profit this year so far. I don't think there's probably many of you. I'm not going to kid myself here into thinking um, you guys are all immediately going to do whatever I say here. I know this is a new show, and I'm still building trust with you guys. But I hope that a 6 for 8 start to the year in terms of uh, scoring 100 points or more is a good baseline for you guys to say, okay, he knows what he's talking about. I'm not going to be perfect with it. No one's going to be perfect with it. But uh, I'll give you as much information as as you need, and I'll give you uh, the players that I'm going to be using. And now, I've gone over this before. I live in Ontario. They have removed the access to uh, paid DFS contests here. So until we get that back, I'm not actually gambling on these myself, which I know some of you will say he's not throwing his real money on it. These are just BS lineups. It doesn't really matter. But that's not the case. I do put a lot of time into this regardless because I do enjoy it. I think it's fun, even on the free side i am probably sound like a lunatic saying that, but I just really enjoy the daily side of things. I like looking at seeing who people are using. And it also um, it really can work in. I kind of lost my words there. Uh, they work together, the DFS side and the waiver wire. In certain aspects, if there's a guy who's a really hot pitcher on the waiver wire, who's not really an established guy, like say a Mackenzie Gore, Mackenzie Gore wouldn't be a bad guy to use today. Uh, I'm not going to be using him at 32 bucks. Same price as Keller. I just feel a bit more comfortable with Keller today on the daily side. You know, there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of factors on the daily, um, on daily fantasy, but they're very similar to um, the thought process that goes into waiver wire pickups in terms of cheap value. So there is a tie in. It's not just a, a complete disconnect between the daily and the season long stuff. It does tie together. So I think, you know if you guys give this a chance, the DFS side, and uh, you know, you give our lineups a chance, I think that you guys will have a lot of fun and I think you'd be very successful going forward. That will pretty much be our show for today, guys. Uh, we'll be a little bit more active on Twitter this weekend than we were in the previous ones. Uh, I understand there's no show, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, coming up on the weekend, it's good to have a break here. And we will reset on Monday. We are gonna be bringing you uh, at least one guest uh, for next week. I'm not going to say who it is yet because it's not totally confirmed, but uh, it should be on Wednesday. Typically, when we'll we bring in a guest, it's on Wednesday. So you guys are definitely gonna to want to be setting your downloads, uh, setting your notifications anyway, so you are notified when the show comes out, so you don't miss anything like that. Any special guests, any information. You guys also want to be following me on Twitter. I'll give you the handles once again. It's at Joe ninety nine. So it's J O E. O-R-R-I-C-O-99. Really appreciate the followers that have come in there. Uh, We definitely have gained several hundred followers over the last couple of weeks. So really appreciate you guys starting to put your faith in me. Uh, Really appreciate the questions coming in as well. Uh, Proves the same thing. You guys are starting to put your faith in me. Starting to trust me a little bit. And I hope as we go on uh, throughout this season and in future seasons that you guys uh, have a good trust level built up with me there. So you can implement my suggestions and feel good about them. Because uh, I understand, uh, you know, I'm someone who's consumed sports podcasts, fantasy sports podcasts for a long time. And I understand what you guys are typically looking for. So I'm hoping that I'm giving you guys that. As always, let me know uh, down below in the comments or on Twitter, obviously, if you guys are enjoying it or not. If there's things you guys would like to see, if you things, uh, if there's things you guys would like to not see that you would like excluded going forward. Whatever the case may be, if it's questions about a trade or a pickup or anything baseball, or even just uh, sports-related, my DMs are always open. Or you can just tweet at me as well. So, guys, that will wrap us up for the week. Uh, Thank you guys for sticking it out. Really appreciate all of you continuing to tune in now. Four weeks are in the book. We have done a month of shows here. Uh, We're not fully uh, at the 30-day mark, but we have done four full weeks of shows here. So for those of you who stuck around and those of you who have found the show over these last couple weeks, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we don't grow without you guys. I don't grow without you guys. So that kind of uh, that kind of growth has been really nice to see so far. And let's hope the viewership keeps going up. Let's hope you guys keep telling your friends, keep uh, sharing it out. And hopefully we will make it big time one day. And you guys can say you were here on the ground floor. So that will be it for today, guys. Uh, have a great weekend and we will see you on Monday. Cheers.